What's going on? It's John. And Mike. And we're bringing you this week's episode of Beard Stroking Bullshit, a very special episode, because it is episode 100. That's right. We made it all the way here. It only took us several years. Hilger, how the hell are you? Um, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm a little tired, but we're, we're going to fucking do this thing, because there's a lot to talk about. Yes. Come hell Holy or high water, shit. come nuclear apocalypse, or fucking crazy motherfuckers in masks, we are ready to go. Good lord, dude. I Let's start out with something that you talked about last episode that I pretty much, as soon as we finished that episode, I started binging so we can kind of get this completely out of the way. The boys. The boys. Yes. Oh man. God damn. Good. <laughs> God. Did you, now did you read any of the comics? Cause I didn't No, no. I read none of the comics. I did um, after this uh, first season go and like read how the comics go. So I can kind of have a general idea, but I could already okay. pick up some things are so totally different. Like, in more more different than say how The Walking Dead did it, did it with like switching characters, fates and right. stuff. Like straight up, like the main character Huey, yeah, that, that is his name, right? It's been a been a few weeks. Yeah, since it's I've Huey. Seen it. I know, I know most of the main characters. Um, <laughs> he gets like actual superpowers in the comics. Like, oh, they give him the that that superpower drug, and he gets like super strength or whatever, and that helps them you know fight the boys. Or no, 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 they are the boys. Helps them fight the soups. Um, yeah, the seven. The seven. Yes, motherfuckers. Yeah. The asshole Justice League. And yeah, man, it's that show. Fuck. They just they they totally paint like superheroes in this awesome like this is kind of how they probably would be in the real world if they had no moral compass. Yeah. And corporate, you know, ties and shares and that kind of thing like that. They're being pushed by Apple. Yeah. Wow. That whole aspect of the boys to me was one of the most just like you look at Homelander and you look at the deep. Like, there's so much going on behind the scenes of, like, you see them doing all these, like, little one-off, like, it, it's almost like, um, how do I describe this? It's almost kind of like uh, a prominent politician going to, like, a ribbon-cutting ceremony for a new piece of land. Like, that's what I see them doing. They don't really do anything that helps anybody. They just show up and, you know, yeah. do or, a little, like, wave. Yeah, or perhaps they'll try to do something, but only because of good PR. Like that plane, yes. the whole plane sequence, which was Holy super fucked shit. up. Right? Yeah. Which, that whole sequence initially, that was uh, actually in the comic to stop 9-11. Really? Yeah, that's where that plane was going in the comic. So because of that, because the boys fucking up and that, God, I keep calling, because the soups, because <laughs> the seven, the boys is such a catchy name. Um, it is. But yeah, because they fuck up, they cause basically 9-11, sort of, and uh, yeah, it's, wow. And I like how they go about that, like, they talk you through the physics and, you know, not Wonder Woman's oh. like, hey, just go out there and pick it up. He's like, pick it not up. Wonder like, Woman. what the fuck? I'll fly right through this thing. Like, it, that is, I don't, I don't, what? Like, they actually go through the physics of it, which is kind of ridiculous because you're dealing with a guy who can just fly like Superman. They don't really get into yeah. the physics of, physics of that. Um, but it's kind of beside the point. Like, they're just like, this is what's going to happen next. Wow. They're dead. Uh, <laughs> and and yeah i was like and i was really kind of watching that scene i really thought they were gonna like save the children or something i was like yeah well, they're pieces of shit sure of course they're not doing this because they want to save people but they'll save the kids they can grab a couple of them they'll be fine but then yeah. he made the point of like what so they could tell them that we left all these other people to fucking die and it's like oh right mm. yeah and then and then you have like the whole moment where like homelander just straight up like gets ready to incinerate anyone who tries to like yeah. follow them or latch on as they like leave yeah, he's like i'll laser you i'll laser everyone fucking one of you like yeah. he's just like his eyes are glowing <laughs> and shit i'm like yeah god that'd be really scary okay 
Um, I want to. I actually want to break in real quick. I uh, if you are someone who likes reading like the the like source material, um, I just got an email from Humble Bundle. They have a Humble Comics bundle for Dynamite's fifteenth anniversary party. It's the boys. It's Red Sonia. It's Xena. It's John Wick. It's uh, Neil Gaiman's The Last Temptation, uh, Army of Darkness, and The Art of Alex Ross and Nancy Drew Number One. Hmm. And I don't know how much that is. Let me just take a quick. So for everything, for everything, it's eighteen dollars, oh, and wow. that like yeah, it's also got like the art of Army of Darkness, the movie. Uh, the Art of the Boys complete covers by Derek Robertson. Um, I think Vampirella's in here. <clears throat> Peter Cannon. There's a lot of good stuff. Battlestar Galactica's in here. Bionic Man. Lots yeah, like. there's there's a lot of good stuff in here. So if you're interested, head on over to Humble Bundle. There's a lot of cool shit you can grab. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That is, that is I mean, come on. If you didn't see hear at least three of those things that you love, then you're listening to the wrong fucking podcast, probably. But hey, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was really happy with it. Like the the character of Huey's, like it's 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 the one thing I have like this weird moment is like watching Huey kind of go through the the motions of like <laughs> the, the 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 prayer, the Christian like festival or whatever, and like. <laughs> The butcher leaves and he's like, I don't I don't know how to extort anyone. I don't know how to blackmail anybody. Yeah. And then like, they just send him in. And then all of a sudden, like before he leaves, like it just like it's like a switch. And he's just like, yeah. So what if I just told people like and he just goes on this whole thing. I I love his character a lot. Um, yeah. And I definitely think the second season will see. Um, oh, what's her name? Starfire star. Not Starfire. Starlight. God. Starlight. Like actually like she'll be like one of the boys, but like work inside the seven, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, they uh, definitely again. Well, yeah, her character is similar and yet her arc is different in the comics. Okay. again. So, yeah, you really kind of don't know what's going to happen, though. Huh. You can kind of tell that yeah. she's not really feeling the boys. Um, yeah. For a yeah. bunch of reasons. Uh, <laughs> you know, fucking rape is one of them. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very fucked, those guys. And I, I'm just thinking, like, <laughs> when that whole show started, A-Train exploded, Huey's girlfriend, I was just thinking, man, just think about how The Flash would have handled that. Like, what the fuck, <laughs> man? Like, firstly, how the hell did you not, like, you got super speed and everything, how did you not see that coming? Yeah, you should have been able to see that well in advance. Yeah, and I get that he was, like, supercharged, he was using the drug and all that, so maybe that was part of it. But, man, dude... Fuck, dude! I, 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 you literally blew someone the fuck up, and then you're like laughing about it and shit with your buds, like her teeth in my mouth and shit. <laughs> like I'm like, yeah. oh man, like there's no, you, you can't root for these people at all. You really no. see them as the villains they truly are. It's fucked. It's 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 really interesting because like you see like how everyone else reacts and like everyone's like, oh yeah, the seven, and then like you have this like whole contingent who's like, holy fuck, and then. And then the dude, and this is the other the part that you and I talked about a little bit via text, was uh, the writer from uh, from Vought, uh, who is part of the, like, uh, people affected by soups, yeah. um, like, support group. And dude got his dick froze off. And, like, yeah, holy shit. Like, <laughs> it's, it's wild to see, like, there's, like, this whole contingent of people who are, like, vastly affected by things that soups have, like, just done because they don't pay attention. Um or just don't care and then boom like you got this whole group of people that are like 
yeah, I'm like paralyzed now, but yay, soups. And it's like, holy fuck, dude. Like, they ruined your life. You're still okay with this? Yeah. Okay. Like, that is nothing to celebrate, bro. Like, come I... on. Somebody broke my dick. I don't give a shit if they save the fucking world three <laughs> times. Fuck that person and their entire fucking people. I don't care. I don't care. Fuck them. Um, do we, do we spoil? Do we, do we go into spoiler territory? It's been out think, for a while. I think we've I think spoiled, like... we've spoiled a bunch already. So, yeah. I mean, we, we might as well. Yeah, I, I think everything we're going to talk about here is pretty much spoilerific, yeah, more or less. Yeah. But we, as we go through with the rest, we will be upfront and clear. Oh, yeah. if we're going to spoil the shit out of everything. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that whole final couple episodes with you know uh, Frenchie and and uh, is it Milkmaid? Is that is that who it is MM? Something no. like that. I fr- yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Huey and like them being like like and Huey. I love that Huey like just walks back to the hotel like towards the last half of like the the last two episodes and like he like shows up at the hotel and they just tackle him. Um, There's so like and like I didn't I'm gonna jump around a bit because like I'm, it's a little muddled in my head but like Haley Joel Osment as <laughs> as Mesmer like well, dude, that was ridiculous. I had no idea that was him. You didn't realize that that was that's no. why I sent you that text message. I was like, good guy. <laughs> well, I found out eventually, yeah. But I was just like, man, that guy got fat. Holy yeah. shit, dude. You see dead people, you're going to be dead unless you hit the fucking treadmill, bro. <laughs> God damn. I was, uh, I, I, but but you see it you see it in his face. I'm like, oh, that is Haley oh, yeah. Joel. Man, yeah. Sora is fat as fuck. But yeah. it's like, I was like, man, him, you got tied from Breaking Bad, fat as yep. fuck. I'm like, man, guys, I, I don't know. Maybe this was for a role or something, but Jesus. <laughs> um and then you have like the whole thing of like w- like learning the butcher's backstory and like why he's doing what he's doing and then you get like the other side of it which is homelander's story and kind of like what happened there and it's like it's it's a back and forth kind of like <sighs> this is something we'll kind of dive into on part two with with the games we're going to cover but like the idea that corporate like corporate will always back their how do I want to phrase this corporate's always going to back their money makers so and and try to keep their money makers placated so the whole thing with like telling homelander that the child died in birth and so did she was to keep him kind of in line and right. to keep him kind of doing his own thing whereas you know billy sees it as you know his wife just walked away like just left and didn't like, never came back home, and now he doesn't know where she is, and he thinks that Homelander has something to do with it. Kind of does. He does. He absolutely does. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah. So you're 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 left in this limbo as a viewer, and you're kind of like, well, what what the what the fuck? And the way that ends, like the whole like, I, they don't like. I'm curious about what happened to the, like. Did the did the baby die in 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 the explosion? Uh, did what's her name's? Ba- I'm, I'm assuming yes yeah uh, at the end and like mm. him burning her skull like dude there's so many points in this in this show where you're just like holy fuck what the fuck is happening like, yeah what is this yeah it's pretty it's pretty fucking wild i mean yeah yeah i i assume the baby's dead but i guess we'll see yeah we won't um, know and i just read the other like last week that uh pat oswald's been cast into a secret role uh for season two yeah, very excited about that, and yeah, love yeah, Carl Urban yeah. as Bully the Bill, oh. Billy Bully Billy the Butcher. Oh, he's Fucking so good, so good. He's so perfectly good. cast. So let's talk about. Uh, do you want me to? Do you want me to start with the lighthouse? Yeah, start with the lighthouse. So, oh, okay, can yeah. I? I'm gonna preface this 
Um, and I'm sure like you and I are both very much this. I feel like the same kind of movie goer where we go there, it, depending upon the movie, we'll have some drinks, we'll get our popcorn, we'll get our soda, whatever, sit down, shut the fuck up and watch our movie. Correct. Yeah. It's just about right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I did not have this experience. Uh, I went to the Oak Brook 12 cause that was like the only place nearby that was showing, uh, multiple screenings of the lighthouse. Now, uh, if you don't know the lighthouse, it is the Willem Dafoe, Robert Pattinson film, black and white. Um, I want to say it's 16 by nine, uh, aspect. And then it's the director or the people who were involved with the witch, which I know the witch was kind of a, like not a great movie. Um, but Holy fuck the lighthouse. Um, you're a lot of good things. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, let me tell you something. And I, I don't like to single out people, but we had two couples of what I would assume were baby boomers sitting near us and holy fuck. They didn't shut up the entire time, the entire time. And yeah, I posted about it on, on my personal Facebook and I may have put out a post on my, on my Twitch, uh, Twitter account. But if you go to movies and you fucking talk or make comments, don't go to fucking movies, especially if it's like the week it opens and there's a lot of people in the theater because no one wants to hear your bullshit. No one, literally nobody. I've thought about this and how to prevent this. And it's actually like a really pretty easy way. It helps the economy, helps a lot of people. Here's what you do. You hire dwarfs and or little people. You clad them in entirely black clothes from mask to head to shoes to gloves to everything. Okay. You give them a black sock, a thick black sock. You fill that fucker with pretty much whatever you want. Marbles, pennies, what have you. Okay. And the minute somebody speaks five minutes after the fucking title. All right. So if it's a late title, you might have a little more leeway. It's still frowned upon, still not advised to speak during the film. However, if you do so, this little guy, this guy, this gentleman, I was almost a little guy. That's no, no, this gentleman's going to, walk on up and beat the fucking shit out of you until you quite possibly piss blood it doesn't matter you sign a release when you go in because we're all agreeing to a silent awesome film now yeah is that not fucking a million dollar idea right, right that's there? a million that's a million dollar idea i mean, I, 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 I certainly yeah. think so i would back that yeah because Any, you know but, yeah anyway anyway so, but the film I mean, <laughs> the film the film the lighthouse is i i the time frame is kind of tough for me i want to say it's like it, it's 1930s ish um basically uh willem defoe's what they call a wiki which are the people who take care of like and, and watch over lighthouses uh at the time robert pattinson's character you really don't get an idea of who he is i don't think he really talks until about maybe 15 to 20 minutes into this film maybe 30 minutes i can't remember um but it's very um interesting because as kind of things go there's really no perception of time they're really i think if i remember correctly he says something like they're there for five days okay or more um but after like that like conversation of days like in the beginning it's kind of all out the window there's no like really like concept of time like he like robert pattinson's character basically is in control of like upkeep and taking care of things so like you know gas to power the the lighthouse and like making sure their water source is clean and you know working correctly you know keeping the house you know that they live in clean like that kind of stuff upkeep it's it's slowly it it i don't want to say it slowly descends into madness but like it's like you know the scene 
where I can't remember what movie it is, but like someone walks out into the water to kill themselves. Like it's slow like that. And then it's all at once. So it's at a certain point in the beginning of the film, Robert Pattinson kind of looks out and, and there's a scene where like, like Willem Dafoe, it's like the second night there, quote unquote. And Willem Dafoe is in like the actual room with the light. And like, you can see he's like pretty much you, you you're it's implied that he's completely naked. Uh, and like Robert Pattinson walks out towards the beach and then all of a sudden all these like lumber logs come floating towards the shore and then they all split and there's a body and so like you automatically know that there's something in Robert Pattinson's character's past uh, that's definitely eating away at him and this is why he kind of ended up on this island helping to take care of the you know the house and with the wiki uh, of Willem Dafoe's character it basically devolves into madness past that point where like He's like, no, I don't drink. And then all of a sudden it gets into they're constantly drinking to the point where like a squall comes in. They're trapped on the island. They get to the point where they're drinking gasoline. (laughs) Like it gets off the rails in sand. Like there's a lot of things that happen in this movie. I'm not going to spoil it um, because if you want to see it, you really should just so you experience it. There's a couple of weird moments, but I don't think like there were a lot of people who are like, or like Robert Pattinson masturbates and that's he's gonna be a great Batman. It's like it's it's implied, like you see the motions, but you don't actually like it's it, there's a lot of other a lot of other things happening in that in those moments. Um, but it kind of ends up in a really weird place where I even after all the bullshit with the boomers and like the people talking and all that crap, like I still like walked out and I was like, I don't know what I just witnessed. All I know is I feel like I'm slightly more insane. Okay. Well, yeah, that seems. But okay. I would highly recommend, highly recommend the Lighthouse. Uh, is it the best movie of 2019? There's a lot of people that are saying it. I don't think it's the best. It's a great movie, that's for sure. It's not the best movie. I'll yeah. get in. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to uh, overhype it, but yeah, it sure yeah. looks interesting. It is. It's. It's. If you want to, if you want a, a movie in madness and like to see what madness is, that's a perfect example. Okay, well, we all want a little bit of that, and there's definitely <laughs> definitely a few movies and shows out there that'll definitely give you something similar to that vibe, yeah. but tell me, what else out there, besides the other two things we're going to talk about, uh, did, did you watch? Um, I also went and saw um, the new Bong Joon-ho film. Now, if you don't know who Bong Joon-ho is, if you have Netflix, I think it's still on Netflix, uh, the movie Snowpiercer is is one of his films. Uh, the movie The Host, and then there was something going around that I read recently that there was a, a film he did in which it was based on tr- a true serial killer in South Korea. Uh, he he made that film as well. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, the movie he just recently released is called Parasite. Um, I saw that two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, and that ties into one of the other things we're going to talk about tonight. But holy Christ! Um, it's a subtitled film, so it's all in South Korean. Um, it's basically a, a lower class family in South Korea, basically doing whatever they can to make ends meet. They live in like this downstairs apartment. It's you know mom, dad, and son and daughter, um, and the, they're like they they fold like pizza boxes and and do that to make money so that they can have like their their internet or their Wi Fi. Um, which they actually leech off of like in the beginning, like that's how you see them trying to like find jobs is like leeching off a different Wi-Fi. Um, eventually one of the, the son's friends comes over, brings this stone that's supposed to bring that feel like it's a stone of wealth or a stone of fortune. And that's supposed to bring whoever who bears that stone and takes care of it. Uh, fame and not fame, but wealth and fortune 
as they as they take care of it. Um, from there, it's kind of the son and the friend go out for drinks, and the friend's like, "Hey, I've got this girl that I'm tutoring uh, in English. Uh, I don't trust any of my friends to do it because uh, I kind of got a thing for her. Would you be willing to do it for me?" He's like, "The mom's really kind of dumb. They're really wealthy." He's like, "It's easy money. I just need you to take care of this for me." Uh, so the son goes and does it. Uh, they they basically like his sister forges all of his information of like where he graduated from and like his merits and stuff like that. And then it goes a little off rails where basically uh, you find out that the, the wealthy family's son, like child, like their, their youngest son uh, had a really, like he was traumatized at a certain point and no one really is explaining why. Um, so he's got like this piece of art that's in the kitchen and he's like, and the, the, the son from the lower class family is like, Oh, this person I went to school with, they went, they went to a really solid school. They studied art and art therapy in Illinois, um, which I thought was great. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, yeah, I'll bring her by and she'll, and she'll help, you know, kind of run some art and, and help him kind of work through his problems. And that turns out to be the sister, uh, from there, the sister and the brother hatch a plan to then remove the driver for the wealthy family out, out of his job so that the dad can come in. And then it, it kind of is, you, you can see where I'm going with this. Yes. Yeah, more or less. Okay. Yeah, they're okay. taking them down. <laughs> it's it's basically this family, this lower class family infiltrates the upper class family's workforce to basically make money for them to survive, but at the same time kind of all be like kind of like it, it stands in a point where like it kind of connects to Joker in a sense that like it's this idea that like when the movie because I don't want to talk about the spoiler part of the movie like what because there's a really crazy twist that happens and spoiling that i feel like does a disservice for the film yeah no no hang on to that if there's a crazy twist um but where it goes from there and as it kind of spirals out of control i was thinking about it as i was as we were driving back um from the city because we had to go to rivers east and that was it was it, it was chicago international film uh festival week and there were so many people there but this movie hits on so many different it's 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 a dark comedy it's suspense it's kind of a thriller like there's there's a lot of different parts it hits it's a little bit it's not really horror but it's it kind of gets close to that market at a certain point um it very much touches on the ideas of like the differentiation and the gap between the upper class and the lower class and the ideas of how like the upper class really look at their like lower class help Okay. Even if they're even if they're like college tutored or college, you know, degreed, like it's 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 a very interesting concept. Um, and like I said, I'm not I'm not going to spoil any of what kind of comes after the family gets kind of entrenched in the workforce for this rich family, because it just like <clears throat> I, I there was so many things that I was just like, holy shit, like what the fuck? Wh I don't under what? And it's it's so good that when the end comes, you're kind of you're kind of not surprised. But then there's a moment where it kind of does like this thing, and you're like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And then it goes, "Oh man, that's like it immediately goes from, oh, that's really sweet. Oh, that's super fucking depressing." Okay, well, <laughs> like in like a span of like at least five minutes, it's like, "Oh man, that would be so." Oh fuck. 
Well, that's fantastic. All right. Yeah. That sounds that sounds good. I'll leave people guessing. All right. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, if you guys have a chance, when when that movie does release, I I highly, 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 highly like that Parasite might be my movie of the year. Oh shit. Okay. Well, that is there was a lot place. of yeah. There was a lot of people who were like, oh, Midsummer, and like I I I haven't seen Midsummer, but I've heard a lot of good things about it and what made Midsummer really interesting. But something like Parasite just kind of sits on its own and i don't think like i can compare it to joker and that's exactly what i'm kind of doing joker and parasite share similar themes parasite hits the mark a thousand times more than joker does Ooh, well yeah well speaking of the clown prince of crime yes let's Let us, do this because i do this. we don't know we have we have to go through the whole movie necessarily no, 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 because no. i want to spend more time on Watchmen because i've got a whole Absolutely. list of shit oh my god um, which yeah. I've been reading the comic too, so I've got a lot of things to relate back to. Like, oh, oh I've already read it. It's just been years and years and years. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. No, I get you. But we're not going to talk about something we're not talking about yet. We're going to talk yes. about, yes, the Joker. That is right. Or just Joker, not the Joker. It's just Joker. Joker. Joaquin Phoenix, Todd out? Phillips in theaters call now. Call me Joker. Call me Joker, man. I... The bad's never going to happen because of that. Um, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, wow. I yeah, so um I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot, but I'll tell you, right when I got out of it, I texted you something to the effect of like it will uh, shit in your soul. Might have yes. been the most depressing movie I've ever seen. Yes. I I have to rewatch Requiem of Requiem for a Dream, Requiem of a Dream, Requiem for a Dream, Requiem for a Dream, yeah. For a Dream, not of a Dream. It's for a Dream. Okay. For a Dream. Yeah. For a Dream. And Is it? I I think so. <laughs> I've said so much, it's lost all meaning. But uh, yeah, I have to rewatch that to make sure that is in fact uh, less depressing than this. I'm not so sure. It's been years Man. since I've seen that, yeah. and I don't, I don't really want to watch that. I don't really <laughs> want to watch Joker again either, for that very reason. It just kind of, kind of just bummed me the fuck out. Yeah. I, but I liked it. I can, I can like recognize. I'm like, wow. Well, firstly, undeniably, I don't know how anyone can watch this and say a bad thing about Joaquin Phoenix's acting. Like, Boy, if he doesn't get an Oscar nod, I'm gonna be real fucking surprised. Yeah, real like fucking, sur- he's really fucking good. He's so good, like so believable as Arthur Fleck. Like yes. it is, it is fucking nuts. Like he really, really does a good job at, at portraying like this psychologically messed up, sad as hell loner in a world yeah. that has treated him like nothing but shit, and. Yeah, he knocks it out of the park with his just with everything he does with, how, with his mannerisms with like how he how he talks like when he's talking to other people like yep. just the way he reacts to everything even the laugh dude even like yeah. the the whole like uh i can't think of the the phrase they used or, or the terminology used but like the 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 oh fuck the just the the nervous not nervous laughter but like the laughter that doesn't fit with like his emotions i can't fucking remember the name of the medical term oh i didn't even know there was an actual term yeah. for it. i thought he just handed people the card like i have a condition i don't think he said it had a name i was just like i have a condition where i laugh uncontrollably but regardless yeah he did that well too he did that in a way that like he's laughing but you can tell he doesn't want to and it's fucking it's fucking with him like like to to to, to elicit an emotion that's like, but you're actually presenting a totally different emotion while you're presenting that first emotion. It's fucked up on so many levels. Like, man, yeah. this guy it's, can act on levels. Like, it's, it's pseudo pseudo Bulber effect. PDA. Yeah, that's I, what it's called. I just uh, and yeah, apparently uh, Jared Leto's out now, which I think that is like the best thing that could have happened. Thank because God. Of, which which I I don't think he could. I don't think he like could be. He could be a good Joker. 
His okay. Joker was trash in Suicide Squad. I'm just it, he it was. I didn't like his acting really, though. I think that might have been part of the, of the direction, and I yeah. really didn't like how the fuck he looked. I thought no. his look God. was like the was no. was far and away worse than his acting. Like his <laughs> acting, I could get over. You could be like he could he could change that up, but like if that is now the canon version for what the fuck the Joker looks like. Oh my God, that is the dumbest <laughs> shit they've ever done. And this is on a, on a huge list of dumb shit DC's done. My point is, man, Joker is awesome. It, it is. It's, it's, it's awesome. There's so much, like... <laughs> but it'll bum you out, I think. It'll, 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 it'll depress you. Like, the thing, I think I, the thing I, I think I had a problem with is how badly uh, the media wanted to portray Joker. And even AMC, like, had fucking, like, signs up, like, Joker's not your typical superhero movie. It's oh far God. darker. Like, blah, and I'm like reading this. And I'm like, well, yeah. If you know the Joker, then you know that it's a fucking dark ass, depressing ass movie. And I want to say something really quickly before I go where I was going to initially go with my statement there. Um, Todd Phillips, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Said that he took no. He took nothing from any source material. Boy, if I don't feel like a lot of that connected with Killing Joke. Oh, a little or not bit. Killing Joke. Like a little I bit mean... from Killing Joke and a little bit from what's the one where um is Killing Joke the the one where he's like a, a low level like like up and coming, like trying to be an up and coming comedian. Yeah. Before the yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's like, also that's... there's also the one in two thousand eight called just called Joker. Um yeah. that was Brian Azzarello and someone else, forget. Uh, who drew it actually, but um, but that was like a darker, grittier one in a yeah. way. I mean, that that doesn't really totally relate. It really reminded me more of Heath Ledger's Joker, but I yeah, did that, that too. Like it was like recently. it was like Heath Ledger and like Killing Joke and like like little bits and pieces along the way of like kind of what we know Joker from. And for me, I was just kind of like, did you really not take any? You sure? Okay. Yeah. I mean, but I I I, I digress. The it, whole it, idea that. Joker was going to be an incel propaganda oh, mass that, shooting movie. Like, oh my god! That, holy that, fuck! That was the dumbest fucking angle in the world. Firstly, that only came about because people kept fucking saying that's what it was, not because yeah. that's what it was. All right, yeah. that's just like, yeah, oh, yeah. we're gonna start, we're gonna make this story before we even seen the fucking movie. Like these people are talking, not literally, very figuratively out of their ass. Like it's just like, man. Like, you guys have no idea what the fuck is even in this movie yet. You're just kind of, like, thinking, like, this is kind of what it's got to be, right? These people are going to love this shit. All because of one fucking idiot who shot up one theater and said he was the Joker. Or didn't. So now people are debating whether he did that. I really don't know if he did that because he dyed his hair the wrong fucking color. Like, Jesus Christ, you're trying to be Bozo, you fucking idiot. Um, Give that guy the chair. But, so, we're saying... That uh, that this movie is an incel inspiration, whatever the fuck. It, it's so dumb, man, because that had nothing to do with the fucking plot. Like, not really at all. Like, him not getting laid is, like, the least of this dude's problems. Like, yeah, and, like, that's actually something. Like, there's two things I learned uh, and that I read after post-Joker, like, like release. And the first one was an art. I think it was a review on Deadspin. And it was, like, with everything else that's going on in Arthur Fleck slash Joker's life, the literal last thing joker's trying to do is lay clown pipe that's a direct quote and i was like true very true the other one i read was that there were supposedly rumors of uh, <clears throat> uh threats by people that were calling themselves clown cells <laughs> i'd never wish i had to read that in my life but that was something i had to read and i just wanted to make sure everyone now knew about that word um yes there's a thing called clown cell. um 
I there's so many different bits and pieces in that movie that I feel like we could spend an entire episode on and and dissecting where Arthur Fleck comes from and who the Joker really is in that movie and what his course of action is and who he's trying to be. And what really happened. You know, a lot of people were like, he never left the insane asylum. He was in Arkham the whole time, which I don't subscribe to that at all. Uh, I, I don't know. It's really interesting because like you could look like the best thing about it is. And, and, and of course this is where I'm like, Todd Phillips hit the mark with Joker specifically. Um, is he very much left Joker as we all know him an unreliable Joker's always been an unreliable narrator. Yeah. They- so the idea that this could have been his entire story of how he ended up and like the ending scene of that movie, as you as we're talking about, and like that theory, it's very close to being the possibility that this was all either true and half truths of what actually occurred to get him to Arkham Asylum, or this could just be another demented reality within his own head yeah because yeah i think definitely part i mean obviously you know for sure like some of that maybe oh yeah of it didn't happen yeah um and like that well, very show last, that it didn't happen that very last scene where he's like running he's got blood yep. on his feet like it's gta3 and <laughs> he's just like and he's getting chased through the fucking halls and i'm just like so huh like was that yeah huh okay I liked the and I liked the uh, the end like it was an old Looney Tunes cartoon or yep. something like yep. or like a for- movie from the forties or whatever the hell that was yep. I was like ah, I like that um, that also that means probably there's nothing after the fucking credits and I hope there isn't because that is not this kind of movie which I, yeah which brings me to my eventual annoyance is that they're gonna make a Joker too like for I kind of sure. I kind of hope they don't but with the I know. No, don't do it. I don't want them to do it at yeah. all. Every movie doesn't need a fucking sequel. With and the they're going to see them going for it. They're going to 100% do it. You know how I know? Why? Because how? more important than a creative mind, more important than ending a story, more important than anything, it's the almighty dollar. And now that this is the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time, yeah. there's no fucking way in hell. Joaquin Phoenix says he only wanted to do one. It's one and done. Todd Phillips, he said the same thing. Yeah, yeah. let's see how they feel when they wave a fucking like $100 million check in front of their face. Like, how yeah. about now? How we'll about see. now? Yeah, I, I would love to it. see them. I'd love to see the dude who like said you can't do comedy in woke society turn down a hundred million dollars to be like no I'm following my I followed my yeah, creative vision which, that's it which that his whole quote about that was stupid as fuck too yeah like, super that, dumb super I do want to talk about a couple like, of things because like there were a bunch of different parts that I laughed that I probably shouldn't have laughed I don't know yeah. if that was the same as you um, man I there's a couple a handful of times right? yeah there was a lot of the times I laughed uh, the other part about the like laughter part of it is that. They casted a lot of comedians for this movie, yeah, and I al- love that. Although I only recognized uh, Brian Callen, but Brian I was like, Callen. "But I was like, it's Brian Callen. That's Brian great." Brian Callen was on there. Mark Maron was in there. Um, f- Chris Red was the MC uh, for the comedy club. So the dude you hear over the over the the monitors announcing or the speakers announcing the next comic that was Chris Red from SNL, also a Chicago native. Um, and then one of the comedians who goes up before Joker is another, I don't know his, uh, one of my buddies who I went with runs in some comedy circles and he said his name. I don't remember it off the top of my head. Um, But yeah, they casted a lot of actual comedians for that, which was, was fucking cool to see. Um, uh, I laughed at the scene. uh, I laughed at a couple of different scenes. I'm trying, Oh, the gun scene in the hospital in the children's hospital. Absolutely. I laughed at that. Yeah. That was funny. 
And then yeah. I laughed again when he was like, it's part of my bit. I was fucking crying. Yeah, that that um, that, that was funny. I didn't, th- I didn't like uh, when he dropped it. I didn't think it, yeah. the phone booth part was funny. I liked when he walked into the door when he was at the hospital. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of funny. All right. Uh, 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 I guess. But I mean, I, these are all these are like, you know, bits yeah. of laughter on top of like heaps and heaps of sadness. Oh, so Shit and sadness. Yes. So it, it um, is. It is very. It was. Yeah, I. I. I never laughed out loud. I was like, <laughs> oh, I, I, I maybe, out loud. I know, uh, yeah, probably terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Well, it takes a little, more, it takes a, a, a decent amount for me to be like laughing out loud, funny. So maybe that's um, me. But uh, I do. I have one critique, and I think I mentioned this to you. I don't know if I, I don't, I probably did. I don't know. Let's I, see. I didn't really. I didn't like the the final speech on Murray. Hmm. Like, Which was like the whole like. The the bits and parts leading up to it, where like he tells the joke and like con- and like confirms that he killed the three kids on the subway, yeah, and like isn't really part of the whole thing that's happening outside of himself, uh, which is the political movement of like the lower class going up against the upper class, which is Thomas Wayne and all of them. Because Thomas Wayne is very much portrayed as like kind of concert, like he's he's a, ph- a philanthropical conservative. In which, like, he's like, yes, I want to help them, but they like that whole like they need to pull themselves up by their bootstraps kind of bullshit. Yeah, yeah, definitely, um, definitely painted. Yeah, they they painted the Waynes in a in a more negative light than yeah. ever really. However, again, I, you, you got to question everything. You got to yeah, question exactly. if if you're watching this all through Arthur's eyes, is that really the truth, or is that just something like you know? He already had like a negative opinion on the Waynes the minute his right. started talking about it. Like they don't give a fuck about us, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Like you worked for him thirty years ago, yeah. but I. So yeah, you got to wonder. But assuming everything you see him do is totally true, he is a, at least a bit of an asshole. Yeah, I've, I've seen some people being like, I can't believe he punched him in the bathroom. I'm like, no, nah, I I think that was totally I, fine. Yeah, I was. Personally. I would have done that as well. Uh, firstly, <laughs> yeah, you went to his house, you grabbed his kid's fucking face, you like attacked and choked his butler, like, and now yep. you're confronting him alone in the bathroom, dude. You're lucky that guy is not walking out of there in a stretcher. Like, if if that was yeah. me, that was t- my like the unbelievable restraint Thomas Wayne showed in that moment, and he's a yeah. bigger guy and fucking <laughs> Arthur Flex like a, a buck forty soaking wet, dude. You could break him like Bane. Like I was just thinking, man, he's t- he's taking it really easy in this guy. I know you're running for office and all that, so you probably don't want to do that because of that. But mm, man, I would smash this fucker's face in. So yeah, I just didn't. I just didn't really like the. I didn't like that speech. I didn't like the whole like, you know, you brought me on and you know that whole like you brought me on to make fun. And what, a couple of my friends believe that he was his ultimate goal was that he was going to kill himself on on Murray. And I don't think that I like even well, yeah, he kind of fucked with that idea. Yeah, and that's what I thought about. Like he did it at the house as he was kind of going through the motions and figuring it out. And then he did it again in the dressing room, if I'm remembering correctly. And then he goes out, and when he finally pulls the gun, like, this this is why I was like, why are you going to give us such a whiny, whingy speech in, like, kind of, like, almost kind of cringy speech where you're like, you know, everyone's making fun of me, and that's why I'm here, and that's why I have this And it's like, you're not going to kill yourself. Like, you, you walked out of your apartment in that suit with that getup, ready to do what you were going to do, and this is the speech you had? Like, come on, that's yeah. not like you knew you knew who you were the minute when you you said I stopped taking my meds. I'm doing this. I'm I'm going forward. This is how it's going to be, and like that was it. That was the moment Arthur Fleck became the Joker. Even before he told fucking Murray, you know, when you when you bring me out, can you call me Joker? Like I fucking like that was the moment. Like even before that, you knew like with the cops on the subway, 
that was it. Like, and that's why I was just like, and then that speech happens. I'm just like, really? I felt like it was kind of like anticlimactic. Uh, yeah, I get, I, I could agree with that. That was, that was yeah, not my favorite part of the movie for sure. But other than that, I thought it was a really solid film. I, I will probably watch it again after some time passes just because of yeah. how, and, as we've stated it's depressing. Yeah. And just Which, a kick in the fucking teeth it yeah. is. Yeah. And I know, I know some people who didn't really feel it was all that depressing at all and just thought like it was an amazing movie, perhaps their favorite movie of the year. And I'm like, cool, that's, uh, that's on you. I mean, yeah. I, you know, it, it, it all depends on how you're feeling at the day, you know, like the Joker and there you go see it. You know, so yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe you're just like, you just got a fucking raise. You've got a new dog. You're getting married next week and you're having a really good life. And you're just like, that was a fantastic film about a killer clown. Now I'm going to go home to my loving wife. You know, like, fuck you, buddy. But uh, yeah, you know, so, you know, you know, we're coming at it like from this really dark place. Maybe, maybe just maybe you won't think it's as fucked up as we did, or at least yeah. as soul suckingly shit in your soul bad. Yeah. Um, you're sucking up a shit soul. But uh yeah, and I just, just I guess to close it out, man, fuck. Do you think the Waynes are living like the worst Groundhog's Day fucking reality oh, in the world? Like, like that was Jesus Christ. All they, they like... do is die in an alley. Like, <laughs> all they do, it's what they do best, and it's all they do. Like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I do. Oh my God. Yeah. Hey, you're cast for this film. Sweet. Who am I? Thomas Wayne. Fuck. God ah, son of a whore. <laughs> Well, I know I'm not going to get a lot of screen time. Although Thomas Wayne this time around got some pretty decent screen time. So yeah, he was him. a he was a character. He was a full yeah. character, more char- more of a character than he's I think ever been. When you think ever. about like, every other movie he's been in, like I, I mean, outside of the the DC animated film, flat for Flashpoint, yeah, yeah or the comics the when you, yeah, because he's now that Flashpoint Batman yeah. is in the Batman comics Ugh. being being a fucking prick. God damn it. Which I'm well, not really liking that run all that much, but Tom King's almost done. Woohoo! I'm sorry, man, but uh, your vision runs amazing. But uh, this Batman runs left me a bit underwhelmed. Scott Snyder really nailed it. But anyway, so let's let's the main finish event. this out strong. Yes. With now, okay, okay. You you've read the Watchmen. I've read the Watchmen, and I'm re- rereading it now, and I am you... on issue nine, I believe, where Laurie's talking to John on Mars. Okay, you watched you watched the film as and well, I've, and I've watched the movie more recently than I've fully read the comic. Yeah. Okay. Um, I haven't watched the movie in a while. It's been a while since I've read the comic, but there's still a lot of things that stand out from both. Granted, uh, Watchmen on HBO follows and 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 basically is a sequel to the comics over the movie, which is right. fantastic. But not the sequel that DC's doing, which is Doomsday Clock. It's which is Doomsday totally Clock. separate sequel. Completely. Yeah, some people literally in like the live chat for episode two were saying shit like, oh, my God, like when they're showing the preview for episode three, they're like, oh, my God, if he does Batman, Doomsday Clock, because there's like an, there's a oh very quick God. shot of somebody that looks Batman-esque. It's I almost totally know who that is. Um, it's Night Owl 3. It's the, yeah. it's the junior senator because um, you can see he's looking at an owl in one of those promo images. You think that's yeah. a coincidence, motherfucker. Anyway, so uh, so no. Well, so yes, okay. it's it's a sequel to just the comic, not Doomsday Clock. But yeah, it, and so it's modern day as far as we it's know. It's modern day, which I find very interesting. And they, they well, it, it, starts, it starts in 1921. Which it seems like every episode is going to start in the past like yes some sort of racially charged fucked up thing that you might consider might actually think is alternate history like i did dude 
I didn't know that Tulsa riot actually happened. I'm like, this is so Black fucked Wall up. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I, this is so crazy. I mean, of course, this alternate history is going to be crazy. This is nuts. And then I looked into it, and yeah, 300-ish people died. They did try to cover it up. There's yep. a reason why I never heard of it. Yep. So. Whole... That's a lot. Like, there was so many. Like, when I when I first started seeing responses on Twitter, like, and, and your response as well, where you, like, and even, like, that Monday uh, or Tuesday, I talked to a buddy of mine who was like, Dude, he's like, did you see? He's like, did you see Watchmen? And I was like, no, I haven't watched it yet. And he was like, he's like, is that everything that that opening was that that happened? And I was like, yeah, it was the bombing of Black Wall Street in Tulsa in 1920. And he was like, holy fuck. And I was like, yeah, they don't teach that. They don't they don't like to teach and tell you like that kind of shit happened on our soil. Yeah, like gone out of their way to really yeah. like the dude. The fucking KKK had a mini air force. Like that yeah. whole that whole shit. That's real. I was yeah. like, I was like, well, at least they're they're embellishing this part, right? Nope. No. Like, nope. as far as we know, what they showed there is really similar pretty, to what happened. Pretty goddamn close to what actually happened. We so didn't, we didn't have uh, GoPros at the time, but yeah, no. we assume. So, so we start there, and then we end up in the in the in the future, and you know, cops are wearing masks, which they get to a point on that one, which I fucking love. Like, I, I fucking love. Like, there's a lot of different aspects. The thing I don't love is that the fact that there's a group called the Seventh Cavalry who co-opted Rorschach's Rorschach's mask. Right. That is. However, whew. however, let's talk about this now then, because okay, yeah, because partly why I decided to read the comic was I wanted to see like because everything from the movie I can recall is there's no sign of like Rorschach supporting this shit at all. Right. Like, not even a little tiny bit. Right. But, and because basically in the movie he's essentially a more violent, fucked up Batman. Like yes, yes, kind, kind of. Um, he's even got the grapple gun, and um. Thanks, Nido. But uh, <laughs> yeah, in the comics, though, there's some things that you got to consider. You got to consider that his favorite publication is the New Frontier, True. or the or the New Frontiersman. Right, me. right, All right. That is the that is the publication he picks up every day. He reads it very much. So it's the it's the publication he drops off his journal to. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they are a super right wing racist publication okay like because they have fucking shit in there like there's there's a mock issue oh yeah there's a mock issue in there and they have like a whole part about how they're like they're defending the ku klux klan like straight up they're saying like oh they were just defending their rights and about people they didn't want in their country and like yeah sure now nowadays maybe they're not so great maybe maybe i mean still kind of great but you know back in the day ku klux klan are totally fine they had a thing like they had a part where it's like to the people of the united like Ooh. making fun of Jews. Yeah. Like, so, so he's a big fan of this publication, and and you know there was also one part when he's talking about Adrian Veidt, and he's talking about like how he you know just how he is. He's like he might be homosexual. Got to look into right. that. And you never really know anything about Rorschach's like sexual identity, but you got to wonder if he's like projecting a little bit or something or something. Um, which I I always kind of took it that Rorschach. Well, they they go into Rorschach's background and like his his upbringing, in which like I want to say his mom was a prostitute, and I feel like maybe Rorschach at some point was abused, kind of like how we like the same thing with like Joker. Yeah, uh, his mom his mom beat the fuck out of him, and yeah. and when she and died, the- he said good. So, yeah, exactly. So yeah, uh, he he lived, he had a very he had a very fucked up childhood, and yeah, and not to say. Like I don't know, I don't think Rorschach would be supporting the Seventh Cavalry. Okay? No, I don't think he would at all. Because what they're doing is what I would, what 
if I was at Warshak, I would identify that as evil because you're just going yeah. around fucking shooting people to death. Like for all of Warshak's faults, he did not like make a war against the police. He didn't no. go and just no, kill not. police. He did. However, there's another interesting little uh, tidbit. Like as they're arresting him in the comics, they didn't mention how he's made like anti-police like uh, comments before. So this is another thing in history that the Seventh Cavalry can go back and look at and be like, see, he hates the police. He di- he loves his publication. He's he's all for this sort of thing. So so it's not as insane as it seems that the Seventh Cavalry is now taking over his uh, his role of sorts. Um, okay. But, yeah, I didn't like it at all initially until I started rereading the comic, and then it started to make a little more sense, like a little... Interesting. Like, yeah, so it's, um... So, yeah, I I love Rorschach as a character. Like, he's yeah. awesome. Oh, absolutely. Um, but he is undeniably incredibly flawed. So Yes. So there's, like, there's a couple of... Like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, we get that whole opening sequence, you know, and, and the 7th Cavalry attacking the police officer, um... There's there's a lot of interesting like Don Johnson's character Judd is is the sh- the, the the sheriff right he's like the captain yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and then so like there's and then or the chief of police he's, he's the, the chief, chief of, of police. police you know how I know that because how many times that the Will said I'm the one that strung up your chief of police he yeah said, he said it like yeah. seven times so and like that's the interesting thing too is like Will Will being like 105 and that's kind of there's there's something interesting going on with Will oh, that I yeah. don't think we're really privy to yet um obviously uh with the way second episode ended yeah um, we can speculate heavily but we can speculate heavily and i'm that there's a lot of the- there's a there's a bunch of different theories that i've been kind of like thinking about and looking at like okay first off i today went to amoebamusic.com and i ordered the vinyl for volume one uh and i'm gonna tell you why not only is the music choice that they have within like the different versions of like unforgettable, which if you remember unforgettable was the opening or it was, it was part of one of the songs that they used in, in uh, I want to say in the Watchmen movie and it was maybe used in the com- or referenced in the comic. I can't remember. Uh, maybe I know, I know um, night owl Time... is playing a song on his owl vehicle at one point, but I could not like place it. So... Um. Yeah. So, I just want to say, since Social Network, uh, I've always been interested to see how Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross handle scoring different pieces of film or TV. Good fucking god! Like I, it was less than like it was less than thirty seconds, and I knew that that was. I mean, I I've known it, but like, had I not known, I would have heard some of the tracks in the episode of the first of the first episode of Watchmen, be like. Oh yeah, it's Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. That's absolutely their that's that's their style. Hell yeah, dude. it's yeah. so fucking good. It's been it's, yeah, it's been pretty it's kick-ass, hauntingly brilliant. It it sets so many great tones. Um, we get a lot of references too. Like there's there's the whole you know if it, and I I'm I mean you and I both read it, so it's it's not really spoilers. But like if you haven't read Watchmen, the way it ends is Doctor Manhattan is very much uh i would say omnipotent well omniscient no he's not he and actually kind of says specifically that he's not because he does not see all past present and future only only his past present and future so he doesn't see everybody's he only knows his own and they actually play into this into doomsday clock quite a bit where 
he can only see through a certain point, and he's just like, so either I destroy the entire fucking universe or Superman destroys me. So he, yeah, so he doesn't know everything. But, but. True. Okay, but that's how like Adrian in the comic books was able. To, he like he basically used blockers to allow to 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 stop Doctor Manhattan from seeing what was going to happen in the future yeah. in terms of uh, the giant intergalactic interdimensional squid. Right. Um, and I think we'll get to that in a second, but um, I find it interesting that when we go to the school, there's like, or like, I think it was at the school. There's like the whole, you know, you and I both know he leaves. He totally like Dr. Manhattan leaves our galaxy for another just to create life for himself. Right. He leaves uh, this world for one less complicated. Yes. And so it's interesting that the news channels are showing him on Mars again. But then that plays into a later theory of which, like, Will tries to say that, like, maybe I'm Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> and I, then, fucking love. And I fucking love that. Yeah, they are really fucking with that idea that somebody maybe is Dr. Manhattan. Like, which for, is possible for a bunch of reasons. Like, one, all right, Topher. Is building uh, the kid yeah. Topher is building yeah. a model that's just like the model that Doctor Manhattan's making on Mars. Okay, correct. Yeah. However, however, so yeah, all right, maybe he is, and that's like a direct reference to what he's doing on Mars. However, like, what if because we're seeing what he's doing on Mars that there are toy companies out there that we know toy companies right. exist and make hero yep. action figures and all that shit? Would it be that <laughs> surprising? They're like, hey, it's a Doctor Manhattan structure. Check that out. Right. No, it wouldn't be that crazy. So there's trying to fuck with us probably um also think calvin uh angela's husband maybe maybe he's dr manhattan like is the way she's like and he says like dr manhattan can look like a human and the way he just responded no we all know that's impossible like what yeah i'm like it's like that, that just the way he answered that i was like uh and and also speaking of him the way he's looking at that clock on the white night the night when uh all the rorschachs yes. the seventh cavalry goes and starts shooting up the police He's looking at the clock because he wants to open this present. Okay, yeah. but he, I mean, I I I'm thinking maybe there's another reason he's looking at that clock because right when it hits midnight, shit goes fucking sideways. Right. So I I you know I don't understand how he could be working with the Seventh Cavalry because they're you know uh fucking super KKK. Right. But uh, I don't it's, know. It's just a little weird. And also, where the much. hell did he go? Where the hell did he go after that? Like, yeah. he disappears. Yeah, so like my whole thing with that is that with with Doctor Manhattan, the well, not Doctor Manhattan, with 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 the the part you're referencing in the White Knight, I and there's and there's a couple other mo like the watch um, that Phillips gives uh, Adrian, that, yeah, that we know uh, the first time. All of these moments are affixed to what we know as the Doomsday Clock. Which is what Watchmen, the original series, the original comic book series, and the movie revolved around because it was the idea that you know we're we're X amount of minutes from midnight because of the amount of nuclear weapons that you know all these other countries have, Russia, China, etc. Um, Which isn't really, as of now, been an issue. Right, like, nuclear war has been all but averted. But um, seemingly, what Adrian did has actually saved the world potentially right. if it was actually heading. For nuclear holocaust, that's kind of one of the questions that the whole original comic is kind of pondering. What is it whole, worth it? Its whole yeah. separate pirate story is kind of about is that you're willing to go to these extreme lengths to potentially save the world, but did the world actually even really need saving? Right. Like, did you kill these millions and millions of people for 
for no reason for at no all. No reason at all. Yeah, you sure you saved it? You think, but did you like, or did yeah. you really make it worse in some way? Like it's uh, it, that is yeah, a big question. So I find it very interesting that a lot of these clocks that we keep seeing within the because like the only times we're actually seeing clocks on screen are usually within the anywhere between 10 to five minutes to, you know, two minutes to midnight. Right. So Adrian Veidt's clock and Adrian Veidt's pocket watch. And then the clock on the white night that I, that are the two clocks that I can reference directly that I know of. Um, so it's interesting. It's interesting that we keep seeing that as, as a thing and as a, a focal point still in the Watchmen series, even though we're in 2019 and supposedly all of this has been averted. Yes. Um, yes (laughs) can we talk about looking glass real quick i love him yeah i'm a big fan and blake nelson is one of the best goddamn like ever since i saw him years ago in oh brother where art thou he's someone that i just he's such a great actor and i love how they're handling the seventh cavalry when he's like i want my lawyer it's like yeah we don't gotta do that with terrorists yeah and and just his whole (laughs) i mean everything i just love his character because like every scene he's in he kills it like even when he's just sitting in the car with angela in episode two and she's just like it's like what the fuck are you you interrogating me he's like why would i do that like (laughs) yeah why am i like and then and then his like but you know that's what he's doing yeah but then his comment after that because he's like well you know i'm why am i crying under this mask and i'm like okay um I really want to bring up the point that not only is the the actor who plays him and his character fantastic, uh, he is very much a full on like he is the allegory to 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 Rorschach. Yeah, like that's yeah, basically everything. like it Literally. is very very obvious. Like and I and I'm taking Sister Night Angela as the Night Owl equivalent. Yes, and yes. and I'm thinking that Judd, the ch- chief of police, might have been the comedian. Like, he might have done some real I, ill shit in the background, and that's why he got himself killed. There's a thought and a theory that he because... Was one of, he's one of the people in her house on the White Knight? No, there's oh, a I think theory. That's well, there's a couple of different theories that I know of, and and I've talked about with a couple of different people who've seen the first two episodes. Uh, one of them, One of them is that Judd does have a connection to the 7th Cavalry. Um, the other, which would be interesting and i'm not really sure if it would be feasible because i feel like he would be near will's age uh is that so the episode that's playing of uh the heroes whatever the hero show is called is that they're watching that he and his wife are watching is is the 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 hood of justice episode Right. And and the Hood of Justice episode starts with him saying that the body that was dumped in the Boston Harbor with a bullet in the back of its head wasn't his. Right, exactly. Although uh, yeah, that's everyone in the Watchmen universe really thinks it is. And they even say that in the original comic. Yes. Like that is all from the original comic. And the and part... and I wanna say that you do see Hood of Justice once up close and you can tell, at least in the comic that he sure looks like a white guy. Yeah. So here's my thing with that is at a certain point, I feel like there's out. Cause like, and this is why I'm, I'm kind of rethinking like, and like thinking about that theory that Judd could have been the hood of justice all along is will says 
he knows people in high places. Okay. And he's whisked off in what we could perceive as another Archimedes or an Archimedes uh, duplicate. Uh, Archie. With a, yes. Uh, yeah. Um, I find and like and when when Sister Knight comes back after actually going through his closet and says to Will, "You're right. He had something in his closet, and it was this." And she throws the the clan uh outfit on his lap with the with the sheriff's badge on it or the, the sheep's badge on it um it's funny that will kind of looks at her and goes what are you talking about yeah it's his whole thing that guy i have no friggin' idea really what's going on except that maybe he's hooded justice that's that's my theory because possibly possibly now how to get around showing him as a white guy in the comic well the same way that Angela paints her her face, right. her eyes is like he could have just done the same thing. Could have painted himself whitish, and all you see is the little tiny pieces yep. around his eyes. So it'd be easy yep. enough to do. They'd be yeah. So maybe I'm thinking that's potentially it could be could be. But it's just it's really interesting they're playing up this whole hooded justice thing because he had such a minor point like yes. character in the comics. He had like four yes. lines. I just really wonder where they're going with this, but. I'm very, very curious. But with Will, he's it's weirder than than even that he's like predicting in the future or whatever, or he's leading her to places, or that he's saying that he hung the guy up. Like he's got yeah. all the weird shit going on. He's even weirder than getting picked up out of the fucking sky. <laughs> like he's able to get out of handcuffs, no problem. He's able. Yeah. He's a, he, heat does not affect him. He's able to drink yep. coffee immediately and reach that boiling egg out, no problem. Yep. So. And and as far as we know, there's only one superpowered individual in this entire universe since Doctor Manhattan. Okay, yeah. So how the fucking shit does any of this make sense? Well, don't the only other alternative explanation I can think of is that somehow the only other thing we know that exists in this universe is genetic alteration. Okay, like right. We, so I'm thinking this guy maybe or something is a, is a genetically altered clone or or something. Like I don't I don't understand how this could make any other sense. Any any amount of sense, if he's not, you know, enhanced in some way, and did he really hang Judd? Like, like, is he really super strong? Like, what the I fuck? Mean, I have so yeah. so many questions and so few answers, and I guess that's kind of the fun. I it's that's the most fun about this, and the like. I'm sorry, I get, I I I can get, and I can understand where Alan Moore comes from. But god damn it, dude. Stop being such a fucking grouch. No. Fucking like this is this just is actually it is. it's just really fucking good. And I'm really like I I was worried, but I wasn't worried about all this at the same time. And oh my god, dude, it's Watchmen is so the music is so good. The the acting the, the Regina King is fucking amazing as Sister Knight. She is so goddamn good. Yeah, she was great um, in uh, the leftovers too. And so Yeah, and like and fun trivia uh regina if i'm not mistaken regina king was also the voices of huey and uh oh, god damn it hang on she yeah i'm trying to see if she's part of yeah she uh no she yeah you're talking about the boondocks right yeah she was yeah. she was both huey and uh not louie because those are the, those are the ducks no. riley uh, Riley, that's it. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. yeah. It's been a while since I watched that uh, show. Me too, dude. I was like, I'm trying to think. I'm like, what? Um, hmm. 
But um, yeah, no, I'm multi-talented. Goddamn. She's fucking unreal. So, like, I'm just really excited to see where this goes. The music. Can we, also, Red Scare. Red Scare is one of the goddamn. <laughs> he's well, so goddamn good. That kind of shows that I th- that also positions its own series of questions. So uh, I guess the USSR is still intact. Yeah. I guess. It and, must be. And I guess we're cool with them. Like, Obviously. Because of what Adrian did. So there's a po- there's definitely a positive thing he did. Now, yeah. let's talk about the squid storm real fast here. Yeah. Because there's, as far as I can tell, two explanations for that. Okay? Just two. Okay. Maybe, maybe three. So two and a half. All right, let's just say. So one... That is a direct side effect of what Adrian did, unforeseen side effect, and now it has like altered our atmosphere, and now for whatever reason it rains squid. It rains squids. Okay. Or yeah. two, option two is that the government has found out this is the squid thing was bullshit, and they need to keep that lie going. And so basically, what the Seventh Cavalry is saying is that it's a government conspiracy and all this stuff. Well, you know, same thing Rorschach would be saying. It could very well be true, and. And so they want to keep this lie going. I, I'm not right. sure what really that – I mean, I guess it's a constant reminder because, you know, this has now been like 25 years ago or 35 years ago. It's been, it's been a long fucking time since that squid exploded. So you gotta, I guess you want to keep it fresh in everyone's mind that, hey, at any moment you could go kablooey because aliens, interdimensional beings, right. stay afraid. And I guess my half point would be maybe Dr. Manhattan's doing it, but I don't see – why he'd be doing anything? No. Like I, I'm no. hearing, I'm hearing. Well, okay, well let's, let's talk about the squid thing, and we'll, I want to get into what Doctor Manhattan well, may or may not be doing. But what do you think? What's with the squids? So I, I'm going to go to your last point, and I don't, I absolutely don't think Manhattan has anything to do with it because even Manhattan kind of says, because because even Adrian asked asked him, he says, John, you know, is what I did right? And he kind of just responds. I'm, fucking read this today um but nothing ever ends is that, is that what he said? it's it's yeah it's well it's it's um if you haven't gotten here again yet yeah uh i'm trying to find it hang on i'm trying to see if i can find the actual um there's there's a really interesting uh theory in which okay so as before before dr manhattan leaves he says yes i think i have i think perhaps i'll create some goodbye adrian adrian responds john wait before you leave i did the right thing didn't i all worked out in the end and basically dr manhattan responds with in the end nothing ends adrian nothing ever ends and then he's gone yeah and um yeah so i mean could he be part of it? No, I don't think so. I really feel like that's not something Manhattan would be involved in. I don't think he would be involved in anything on Earth. No, that's my that, no. or or with anyone. Like, there's also a theory like, oh, so Adrian's trapped somewhere. Perhaps he's on Mars or an alternate dimension. Who knows where he could be? Anywhere. All right, he could be in Greenland. All right, we don't know. He could be anywhere. Um, but there's a theory that I keep hearing like, and Doctor Manhattan probably trapped him somewhere because he's mad about what he did. Well, he didn't seem mad initially. And why the fuck would he even care? Like, he he clearly doesn't give a shit. Like, he, I thought he made that very obvious in the comics. So, I don't think he would be doing anything. I don't think anything happening is because of what Dr. Manhattan is doing. Unless he's right. had, like, a change of heart. But I don't think so. And I really am curious now that uh, Lori is going to be, you know, that FBI agent is Lori Blake, you know, Silk Spectre. 
Yes. So that is going to be awesome because I'm really curious to see what she's got to say. You know, she was banging Which, John yeah, for 20 years or whatever. So, no, well, no. So there's like a whole thing that I read as well in terms of like she, she and she and 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 Night Owl two and Silk Spectre two go on the lam after everything goes down with the squid. They don't want to be a part of it. Uh, at some point, they're caught, and I believe. Lori is willing to give is to give in and she gets a job with the federal agencies mm-hmm. or a federal agency and like then reverts to using her father's like you know his, his last name Blake um, which that's good it's way easier to say than Jigsaw whatever the yeah. fuck it is <laughs> and and I think he, Night Owl 2 goes to prison and doesn't say a thing yes that is a, I mean there is a there are do, there's supplemental documents to the show yeah. for every episode and yeah that's one of the things like an FBI report about how Nat Altu went to prison and he is like never ever commented on what Rorschach's uh, you know journal says ever. right like he refuses to do so um so I don't think we'll see him at least not this season no but uh I, and he's got to be, gonna like be 70 something it's well yeah he he they'd probably be yeah, she. They have to he was be forty. Like, he was forty. Yeah, they say that in the comics. So he's got to be like seventy five ish or something. So, uh, yeah, I, mm, I just yeah. So Doctor Manhattan's not doing anything. The squid thing yeah. is going to be a mystery. Yep. Forever. Um. Or, or until the you know hope you know what this is Damon Lindelof. So we're hoping for some answers here. And you know what yeah. he gave us answers in in uh. Leftovers. Leftovers. He gave us some serious ass answers. Really found out actually what happened. You think, uh, you know, to the people <laughs> that departed. So, um, I'm, I'm and really even curious. Lost gave you more answers than other people admit. All right, I'll just say it didn't, <laughs> didn't answer everything. You could watch like a twelve minute video, but like, what's the deal with this? What's the deal with that? Yeah, but if you actually watch the show, a lot of questions were answered. Let it go. Um, blame J.J. Abrams. All right, fuck. I'm, Goddamn. Poor I'm. Bears. I'm actually really excited. Like I, I never, it's, it's been a while since I've finished two episodes of a show and have felt the need to be like, man, I can't wait for Sunday. Yeah, man. man. I can't wait it's to see the next episode. Not since Game of Thrones being good. Have I wanted this to happen? Uh, not since I'm, True Detective season one. Have I been so giddy for a Sunday to happen on top of football? I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so excited for Watchmen. Not just, because it's a series, you know, a comic book series that I, I really loved reading. Um, but that this show really feels like it absolutely could stand on its own. And even like, even if you tore it down to like the bare minimum, like it's still just, it's, it's so good. It's really fun. I'm really happy with it. Like, I, I don't, I don't know what else to say. Like, am I, am I really hoping for answers? Am I, do I want every little answer given to me? No, but good God, like, I'm really like, there's a lot of theories out there that I'm just kind of like, well, maybe, maybe he is like, cause that's the other thing too, is like, I feel like a lot of people forget, like, cause we haven't watched the, we haven't watched the Watchmen in a long time. We haven't read the Watchmen in a long time. I mean, you are reading it now, yeah. but like Dr. Manhattan can be in a lot of places at once. So yes. who's to say he's not on earth and yeah. who's to say he doesn't like, cause that's the other thing too. They bring that up is like. Uh, Will brings it up where he's like, Dr. Manhattan grew 60 stories tall. Like, who says he can't be, he can't look like us? Yeah. And I was like, she's not wrong, though. Yeah, I don't think that's one of the things. Like, what the hell? Like, at least in um, 
and again, not canon, but in Doomsday Clock, he can absolutely make himself look like a human. So, I, so, I, I think like saying like if you're, people are so confident when they say there's no way he could do that, that's ridiculous as hell. Of course he yeah. can. Of course he can if he wanted to. I just don't see why he would, and they would have to really explain away why the hell all of a sudden, right. you know, since he can see his future, he's been so set, he knows what the fuck is going to happen to him. Like, why would he be so? Although, okay, hang on. But hang okay. on, I'm going to contradict okay. the fuck out of myself. Real yeah, quick. go ahead. Because that's what this that's is all what we're about. here for. Indeed. So, yeah, so I'm saying uh, he knows everything's going to happen, so what the hell. Well, okay, at the same time, though, he admits that he's he's following, he, he knows what's going to happen, but he still has to do whatever's going to happen. Right. So his attitude could always change. You know, he's he yeah. was human, you know. And he also makes a point of, like, when he says to, and it's the same, the same thing in the movie, actually, almost like word for word, but we talk into um lori he's just like in a minute you're gonna tell me you slept with dan and he's just like she's like you know about that whatever and then later on when she just like casually drops it like you know in a conversation where he she's mentioned it in a way that you know it's already been established and he's like you slept with dan he's like what the hell you just said you knew and he's like and i also said that you were my only link to humanity and so like he he like kind of he experiences things he knows things are coming but he's still able to experience shock and surprise because he's still going through the motions, even when he sees stuff coming. So, yeah. So it is certainly possible that Dr. Manhattan can take any, he could do any, I'm willing to accept that he could be doing shit on earth anyway. Uh, Yeah, exactly. But they would just have to, I want to know why. Well, and that's the thing too, is like, I feel like with everything that happened to John and, and, and when he becomes, Dr. Manhattan. I mean, even before, like when he, when he, when the accident happens and he ends up getting this new form, people immediately believe that he is a God. Yeah. Basically. And I mean, that's part of the reason why Vietnam became part of the, you know, the, the, the United States in, in that timeline. That's why, you know, cause he, to them, he was a God. Um, but John still was a human, and John still technically had human emotion and thoughts, like regardless of what he could see and what he knew. Um, which is why I think that conversation at the end of the comic and that the fact that it still lingers present in modern times for Adrian, it, which is why he wrote The Watchmaker's Son, which is why he runs through clones to 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 make this play happen which so we know he's going through loops yes but is is every loop a year is every loop a day because it, it sure seems like i feel like we're getting bits and pieces cuz wills wills newspaper when she goes when when sister night i can't remember uh, angela it's not angela when angela goes to the bakery says that Adrian Vite is officially dead. So I'm wondering if the Adrian Vite bits and pieces we're getting are different jumps. Because they keep referencing an anniversary. They, they yeah, well, reference an anniversary, which I'm guessing the anniversary is the anniversary of the transdimensional squid. Yeah, well, because his cake looks like a squid. Right, that's what I figured. I think it's got to be that 100%. I did, I, I looked at it and I was like I, I did I was like that kind of looks like a squid and then I kind of looked at it closer I was like but where never mind I was like maybe it's not a squid they made I a cake out of it they, they did their yeah. best um 
I feel like it's I feel like it's a year. I feel like every 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 time we see him, it's a year. Because hmm. he was he was still writing the first time we meet him, and then the second time we meet him, it's finished, and they're going through it, and they've gone through it. So I'm I'm curious. I'm curious to see like there's so many unanswered questions. We're only two episodes in, and I'm fucking. I'm already like the, I'm like I like talking with other people, like trying to theorize like what the fuck's coming next. And, yeah, yeah, it's it's really hard to predict because it it, re- it really could go anywhere. Yes. Like yeah. we could be so wrong about so many things. Like it it's this is this is what I'm really excited for us to talk about and really dive into because yeah. I mean we had we had our bits and pieces with Walking Dead and Walking Dead fell apart. This is something completely different. I'm yeah, really fucking, something dude. We can really dig into. Oh my god! Especially with all the shit that we've read and watched for this shit, like and and Doomsday Clock, even though it's not canon, um... it's still giving me an interesting <laughs> perspective. Like, be- yes. and, and because now I'm reading through the the Watchmen comic, the most recent Doomsday Clock issue eleven, eleven or ten. It, it basically, it's going through Doctor. It's all from Doctor Manhattan's perspective, and it is like written just like his issue in Watchmen where he's going through time and be, oh. but, but like going through it's like it's 1938 Superman's missile rocket just landed on Earth it's now 1956 I'm sitting oh, in this that's diner super awesome. so it was like Holy I didn't even shit. I didn't even realize that that was like that is but that is exactly how they wrote it and I'm like oh my god that's awesome when's and, that first trade coming out for when's like the full trade for Doomsday Clock coming? that's well, soon right? the, the full the last issue is coming out in December first they say if it doesn't get delayed again 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 um <laughs> and whatever dude gary frank take your time it's beautiful um but uh yeah i, I suspect i know they're they advertised it on youtube i saw like an ad yeah they, and, so I, did I. and all the comments were like could you finish it though could you fucking finish it and like, <laughs> please because who's gonna die what's going on um so yeah you definitely definitely i mean hell yeah i would probably get get reading it anyway because just with all yeah. the watchman shit going on man it's uh man. it's real good Fuck. It's it's real good. The Watchmen show, real good. Original Watchmen, yeah. real good. Never oh watched. I never. Uh, I mean, I like the. I love the movie actually, even with its faults. Uh, yes. Very awesome. Yes. And I never read any of the before Watchmen stuff. And now that no, I, I some of it, and I, I probably should read it now. I'm not gonna uh, because it seems <laughs> like all that stuff is non-canon. Like, yeah. I mean, well, of course it isn't because because it isn't and but like it's just like they're like retconning stuff about like and actually the comedian was friends with this president not uh nixon or uh, i don't know i'm just like i don't like any of this shit it didn't it didn't happen i'm not gonna read any more of that fuck this Um, yeah i think i i I, I got nothing else i'm like i'm like so out of gas now after like that that was a lot (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah we, we really, it's we really so, covered it I, I every every fucking everything i wrote we got i'm it. i'm yeah if you're not why I've, I've put up posts uh, and on different places but if you're not watching watchmen on hbo like you really should uh even if you're not a comic book person it's also it, even not being someone who's versed in the canon like they kind of catch you up to speed a little bit enough to that you know kind of where you're at yeah it's God fucking damn. awesome it's awesome and it's it's playing every sunday for the next yep. like eight Sundays, not seven Sunday, something like that. I forget how many episodes <laughs> is in the season. It's either nine or eleven. I hope it's eleven. I hope it's eleven. I hope it's forty. <laughs> uh, whatever. But I think that's gonna do it for uh, this week. 
Yes. Well, at least, I, I at least for this part, because we're going to come out at with a... for part one. Yeah. Part two is going to be next. Because think about if we decided to talk about all the video games we were playing on top of this, it would be a three and a half oh my hour God. podcast, which... And you don't want that. Well, you want to you enjoy this. Yeah. And then, I, and then have another episode to enjoy. Exactly. At your leisure. So... Thinking about you guys. Yes, indeed. <laughs> thinking about you. Okay, well, on the internet this week, you can find me on Twitter. I am... Uh, swearing at blizzard i'm posting a lot of free hong kong memes free hong kong stuff like that Um, while at the same time playing call of duty so yes i am very nimble when it comes to my bullshit but uh and i'm also occasionally trying to piss off lebron james so you can find me on twitter doing that that is at posh p-o-s-c-h i'm also on the youtube not making anything right now but you never know when i could that's uh, true my name on there is isaac haas h-o-z uh, you can go to www.hoz.zone because I forgot to click the unrenew button on that. <laughs> Hilger, where can they find you on the internet this week? Uh, well, guys, you can always find me on the internet. At uh, M. Hilger is my personal account. Uh, I also run my Twitch account at Shtick in a Box. Uh, I haven't been streaming, but I'm working on some things. Uh, and maybe soon. I don't know. I'm, I might, I'm going to get through this, this playthrough of Outer Worlds, and then I might do like a viewers choose what i do uh play through which should be interesting because you can kill everyone apparently in outer worlds and i like that a lot so yeah if you're not following me already and you want to know when that shit happens head on over to twitch.tv slash stick in a box hit that heart button make sure the bell's on uh so you get a notification that when i go live because i'm hoping to make maybe do that soon depends on when i finish the game uh other than that, you guys can head on over to facebook.com slash bullshit and drop us a like. Uh, you'll get updates of when new episodes go live, when if John drops a new video, or if we just have something cool to share. We'll, we'll put some stuff up there. Uh, and when new news comes out from different uh, other sources that we uh, follow, we'll put stuff up there as well. Um, or you can head over to our twitter account and that's at bearded bullshit give us a follow uh and uh yeah we've been semi-active on there i've heard rumors that the witcher full trailer drops tomorrow john so we'll have watchmen and then witcher to talk about oh boy oh boy yeah that should be really good too more awesome stuff to talk about well we will catch you guys on the next exciting episode of beard stroking bullshit free hong kong we'll see ya see ya